<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody, and thanks for being with us for this weekend edition of The Great America Show, a brief summary of developments of importance and interest. I hope you're having a great weekend. There are lots of things happening in the background, however. Uh, Among those stories, the breaking report of special counsel John Durham's allegations that Hillary Clinton paid a technology company to spy on Donald Trump in both the Trump Tower and the White House. If true, if proved, it will be the beginning of President Trump's vindication and a long series of charges and trials of the principals who led the crime of the century. The conspiracy to besmirch a presidential candidate and to overthrow a sitting president. So to begin, the persecution and exoneration of President Trump. Fox News and Daily Mail were the first news outlets, I believe, to report the astonishing headline that lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House. That's right, the White House. That, according to special counsel John Durham in a court filing. The Washington Examiner's Jerry Dunleavy reported that the special counsel says he's building a case to show that an indicted Democratic lawyer on the payroll of the Clinton campaign and a technology executive were spying on White House Internet traffic as well as the Trump Tower. If all of this is proved in court, these developments will likely lead, in my opinion, to President Trump's vindication, his exoneration, and an avalanche of investigation should the Republicans win back the House and the Senate in these upcoming midterm elections. President Trump, for his part, is understandably furious after the special counsel said in that court filing that Hillary Clinton's team had spied on him and both as a candidate and president of the United States. The 45th president accused the Clinton campaign of treason, which he said once would have merited execution. It is my opinion that President Trump has been proved right in all respects of what he called a scandal far larger than Watergate, and that he will not only be vindicated, as I said, but he will now see his persecutors in all likelihood stand trial and meet justice. Well, let's turn to the freedom convoy now. We're following the freedom convoy and their demonstrations against their government's mandated vaccines. The demonstrations up in Canada have been underway for more than two weeks now, and we've witnessed the most dramatic and likely successful civil rights protest in modern Canadian history. The truckers have inspired protests and demonstrations from New Zealand and Australia to France. It is now truly a global demonstration. There have been remarkably no incidents of violence 
in the Freedom Convoy and the confrontation with Canadian authorities. And there have been few arrests. The number of arrests, however, is likely to rise now that we have reports of Canadian police moving in deliberately and slowly to remove some of the truckers who've blocked the cross-border traffic on the Ambassador Bridge between Windsor, Ontario and Detroit. Those demonstrations showing the extraordinary courage, in my opinion, of those truckers to stand up for their rights and the rights of their fellow Canadians as they protest against the vaccine mandates and their imperious, authoritarian, hapless Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And in Europe, Putin's invasion in plain sight. I'm fairly sure most of the world has missed the fait accompli of Putin's threatened invasion of Ukraine. While the Russian president cajoles and threatens Ukraine and unnerves much of Europe, Putin has already begun a joint military exercise with the small but strategically located Belarus, which borders Ukraine to its south, Poland to its west, Lithuania and Latvia to the north, and Russia, Russia to the east. Putin has already positioned combat-ready forces and weaponry for what is a de facto annexation of the nation Belarus, or the staging, perhaps, of additional troops and materiel for his now widely accepted invasion of Ukraine, or both. We're keeping, of course, a wary watch on the Russian troops massed on the eastern border of Ukraine in the Donbas region of the country, and certainly any movement of Russians now based in Belarus as well. President Biden has had several phone call discussions with Russian President Vladimir Putin, and the only result has been for the White House to warn Americans in Ukraine to get out and to get out quickly. The White House has nothing to report in the way of progress that would lessen the probability of a Russian invasion of the Donbass area of Ukraine. And Biden and his Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, have achieved absolutely nothing diplomatically that would blunt Putin's ambitions, and they've shown no sign of recognizing what Putin has already accomplished in pushing Russia beyond its current borders. And by the way, the national media has failed to recognize what Putin has done in Belarus as well. Europe is likely, again, in my opinion, to be on the verge of becoming far more Russian, and the Europeans and the United States clearly have no idea how to stop or to slow Putin's expansionary strategy. Even if they did, I see no sign whatsoever that the Europeans have the stomach to stop him. And I have to say, we're on the edge of what could be a protracted period of destabilization in both Europe and Asia. And with the rising influence of communist China in this hemisphere, that destabilization could well extend to South and Central America. The Chinese are constructing a nuclear power plant in Argentina, building an alliance with Cuba, have a significant influence in Panama through their investment in infrastructure, including the canal, as well as a growing presence throughout the country and the region. And now what is happening with the pandemic, the perpetual pandemic, and this authoritarian president that we have in the White House? Well, let's take a look at Biden's polls plunging and Democrats divided. For the first time in his presidency, Joe Biden's numbers and the real clear politics poll of polls average 
dropped below 40%, and the reaction among blue state governors was almost immediate. Eight blue state governors announced they were rolling back their China virus mandates and, in a number of cases, dropping their mask mandates within days, most dropping the mandates by the 1st of March. Dr. Peter McCullough, our show's go-to authority on the virus and the government policies in response to the pandemic, is delighted that the CDC finally recognizes herd immunity and the natural immunity that in some cases is stronger than vaccine immunization. McCullough questions why it took so long for those blue states to begin lifting mask mandates given the clear declining trajectory of the Omicron variant wave. Meanwhile, President Biden went into his accustomed denial posture this week, saying the governors were being premature in lifting those mask mandates, even as other governors have also started following suit. And the president in an NBC News interview said he rejects outright claims in a U.S. Army report on the disastrous Afghan withdrawal. That report revealed there were frustrating periods of dangerous White House indecision, instances of interference as well that contributed to many of the military's absolute failure to execute an organized, orderly, efficient, safe withdrawal of forces and civilians, the result of which meant that thousands of Americans and friendly Afghans were left in Afghanistan to fend for themselves. Not only did Biden reject the Army report, but its conclusions and his press secretary went him one better. Jen Psaki initially denied the existence of the Army report and its findings altogether. Such is the Biden presidency. Thanks for being with us for this weekend uh, edition of the Great America Show Report. Please join us tomorrow for our regular edition of the Great America Show. Tomorrow, our guests will be Cash Patel and Dr. Peter McCullough. We'll be talking pandemic. We'll be talking President Trump's vindication and what lies ahead. Please be with us for that. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. And God bless America.